Welcome back to Soccer Card United. It's episode 150. Whoa! My name is Jason. That's Enzo. Hi, Enzo. Hello, Jason. And um, you've just uh, been in Manchester. I've been to Manchester. Tell us all about that. Um, where to start? What were you there for? What were you there for? I was there, obviously, for a big football game. Yep. Manchester United against Brentford, the Brentford Bees, in Old Trafford. In Old Trafford, and how was that? In the Premier League, was it? In the Premier League, it was Premier League fixture. <laughs> um, my first time to OT. Yeah, the Theatre of Dreams. Theatre of Dreams, they let us know that a few times. I didn't feel like I would. What do you mean they let you know a few times? They kept saying it on the, the announcer. Welcome to the Theatre of Dreams. Welcome to Old Trafford, the Theatre of Dreams. But and meanwhile, they said that at half time as well, and I was like... What I seen that first half was far from a dream. Yeah, a nightmare. A nightmare, someone could say. A nightmare, yeah, them getting up the wing and instead of crossing it in, pulling it back, passing it amongst themselves and no penetration. That was not the yeah. theater of dreams scenario, but it's good fun. The, the great, my greatest takeaway from Manchester, which might be an absolute slight, is that the the PA on the trains and mm -hmm. the trams yeah. was so much better than the ones in London. Okay. It was a nice gentleman yeah. who had a great non-annoying accent they Lovely. didn't. They didn't say mind the gap. Mm -hmm. They said like, "Oh, be careful when you're getting off." Like it was very. It was brilliant. Didn't give me headaches. It wasn't. This is the Victoria Line to Piccadilly, wasn't that? And it was a Manchester Piccadilly, which is actually where I was staying. Which confused. Now I want to know what Piccadilly means. Yeah. Yeah, because it must mean something. But yeah, the place PA, in India is it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up to scratch, Jason. I'll be honest. Um. Old Trafford was nice. Good. It, it felt. It's the biggest. I think it's the biggest stadium in England uh, for the, for each club. Um, but it felt small. But I think it's because it was purpose built in terms of, like the pitch felt very close, yeah. despite it being a big big stadium. I think it's because it's like a proper proper football. It's stadium. a proper football ground. Proper it's football not. Ground. It's not a not an Olympic stadium or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't rate the food. I got a hot dog half time. The Glazers. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing there. They they. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, did you see any of those uh, uh, green and yellow scarves? I did. I did. It was it was interesting. <laughs> They, they do keep themselves entertained by getting those out once every couple of weeks don't they they love they love them there was, there was actually yeah it was a bit mad I walked into like the Man United like global football um, whatever you'd call it the, sh the shop yeah and my brother's a United fan and he was like I'm not actually this is great but I'm buying nothing in here because I don't want to give him nothing to these glazers he says oh wow and instead he bought a scarf off you know one of the one of the yeah. you know that's a, a little act of uh, I don't know it, it was mad yeah. it was mad uh, I think United didn't play great um, the fans weren't very loud. Was it cold? Yeah, it was raining. It was raining all day. So, the, day yeah. of the game, but like the, like the Stratford end, you know, had a bit of noise to them. But like, I'll be honest, I've got better atmospheres in a Frosinone game in the Stadio Benito Sterpe. Very, yeah. very corporate the Man United audience, I would say. You know, a lot of tourists, a lot of tourists, a lot, a lot of, of tourists, a lot of casuals. Yeah, but no, no, it was it was a good experience. Um, it was nice. There wasn't a lot. To, like when I came home, Manchester Airport was a disaster coming home. By the way, but when I came home. I wanted to just get a little fridge magnet and Manchester Airport has fridge magnets but the only fridge magnets they have say I love London no isn't that mad what is that what's going on there there was no I love Manchester there was no Manchester there was a few red post boxes which you could kind of get away with I suppose but a lot of I love London's it was really bizarre yeah well the red post box could be anywhere in the UK no that's what I'm saying that's why it kind of worked but there was yeah, no like yeah, Manchester yeah. In, the, in the airport there was no Manchester fridge magnets which was weird um, and you, you couldn't find out there's Manchester United fridge magnets in the Superstore because I walked into the Superstore There must have been I don't know They, they had like retro kits Which was cool For sale Like mm. maybe they were re redesigned. I don't know um, Stadium was good You know when like uh, Gary Neville always complains That the stadium's falling apart And it's terrible Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a roof check It didn't look too bad um, No big screen in the stadium around, So I don't really know Okay That's good or bad It was a bit Were you, were you underwhelmed? Man did underwhelmed For the Theatre of Dreams I thought it was going to be A bit different And we yeah. had great seats as well Yeah Um yeah, I think the team, I suppose the game underwhelmed me. You know, they were attacking our end the second half, but the second half was Who very... was it? Bamford were attacking United's end? You know, like, uh, no, United were attacking the end we were sitting at. Second oh, I'm half. with you, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attacking yeah. the Stratford end. Yeah. And um, the second half was very dull. Nothing, nothing happened. Mm. So it wasn't great. Finish 1-0. Finish 1-0. Grand goal. You know, Rashford, Rashford. He, did, he did that. Yeah. I got to see that in person. I don't know. Don't know how to fucking score. Well, yeah, three points against Brentford. Happy, happy for them to they, do that. They've, they've. Uh, I mean, they beat United four 0 to start. That's the what I'm saying. So, there's, there's your improvement. There's your metric. But it was good. It was nice to be there. Like, I suppose it felt very Dublin-esque. You know, the weather wasn't great. You know, you, you got on a plane. The weather's raining. 
go to a game. We didn't really, we had never been, so we didn't really understand how early do you get there, how hard is yeah. it to leave, a few different things like that. But in general, it was nice. I had some really nice food in Manchester. I got to interact a bit with, with some of the local community. It, did, it was kind of funny. It felt like the, the club was very detached from the city, even mm. though it was also fully ingrained in the city. But it felt like, Jesus, you have two of the biggest clubs in the world here. Could they support, support the local community a little bit more? Yeah. But, I mean, and, and I would actually say this. The whole city was a lot more red than it was blue. Oh, you mean the red brick? No, I'm talking about Man United fans. Go oh, over. Man United. Yeah. And it wasn't just like fans in terms of jerseys. Obviously, the game was on, but like any shop I walked into, any sports shop, it was like lots of Man United, little corner for the for the for the light blue. Yeah. Um, which as you expect, but no, Tim Park Club in the city. There you go. So there you go. That's my Manchester. That's your Manchester Odyssey. I was going to ask is there any card shops in Manchester, but I was pretty sure there wasn't, so I didn't ask. Don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, oh, I hear the ice cream man. It's a nice day uh, in Dublin. Oh, wouldn't you love an ice cream? I'd love a ninety-nine. I don't know. Can we do the podcast with ice creams? I bought this actually in Manchester just to let people know. Lovely. I'm 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 Italy true and true, you know. That's from <laughs> that's from uh, the new Italian uh, Italian manager by Adidas. Yeah, and do you know what? <laughs> I love it. Looks I lovely. Do. It's a lovely T-shirt. Thanks, Jay. No problem. Um, right now we have a piece of uh, uh it's all listener questions today. Okay. First of all, just to say that. But we did get a nice note from a listener. A physical note. Um, just I'm not going to read the note. But just We got a little care package. We got a little care package and a note. Handwritten. Uh, which wishes us well and thanks us for all of our work in the podcast. We do, we do a good job around here. That's so nice. and uh, We used to get a lot of these. <laughs> we used to get a lot of these. Not anymore. As we saying. used to get a lot of these. But... Uh, now uh, this is from Archie and uh, we appreciate it immensely and there's a few little bits for the old personal collections do you want to show yeah I can show I think you're closer to your camera be so um, we have this uh, Top's Finest Robbie Keane Inter Milan autograph <whistles> lovely stuff it's like Inter Milan so I don't love it but it's Robbie Keane so I think it's great yeah this one Enzo you thought was fantastic this uh, oh my God. stadium club refractor of Andrea Pirlo lifting the Champions League trophy. With Kaka and Gilardino and Ambrosini, I believe. Oh my word. Beautiful. Look at this. It's Grogu from from, from the Mandalorian. Uh, is that the Alan and Ginther or what's that? I don't, I, don't, I don't know what this is. Tops must be. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what that is. Well, it's Grogu. I know that much. You know that much. Look at that. And then we have a few uh, Milan cards here. We got Franco Baresi. Oh, what a legend. Oh, excuse me for the, the delay on the autofocus. Zlatan. Now, Zlatan's leaving Milan at the end of the season, he just announced. He didn't it's time. They're not, they're not re-signing them. Am I just so uh, internalised on the Zlatan? You decided it was Zlatan. They said, please, can you say? And he said, I'm leaving. There's no way. Um, Zlatan quits you. You don't quit Zlatan. How's, what's that? Pierre Caludo can't focus. There he is. Sandro Tonali future stars I reckon current star oh a superstar superstar current rhino superstar rhino in the midfield they call him the rhino in the midfield here's an of 125 Antoine Griezmann uh, the best player in La Liga at the moment for my money and then here's him nice. doing a celebration to 199 a stadium club stadium club can I say once again look at that what a set what a set that is by the way what a set that is by the way Ref- and then a few refractors for that Madrid. we got Griezmann Renan Lodi and oh and Koke uh, Koke thank you so much recently. thank you very much thank you Archie we appreciate that we actually had them in hand on the Monday show I just forgot to bring them uh, and talk about them Jason well my apologies you want we to have filter them now the, the Robbie Keane obviously stays with you I believe yes I'm not touching an Inter you wouldn't want card. an Inter card anyway no no that's for you I think so that was designed like that I think he knew that was for you I appreciate that I very much appreciate that so that's um. so I'm just making sure all um, there you go. That. Thanks, Jason. So, thank you to Archie, and then we'll go on to the virtual listener questions. None of which came with a gift. None of them. No, no, none of them came with a gift. So they, they want us to provide the gift of the answers. Yes. Mm. Um. Right. So, would you like to start on Twitter, Instagram, or Instagram stickers? Oh, Twitter maybe. Twitter. Okay. Like the tweet, the tweet people. The tweet people. Yeah, the tweet people. Um. So we said we're going to do this uh, show, ask questions. And Istanbul Cards came in just today and said, perhaps too late for this week's show, you weren't. But in reference to the 2022-23 Topsy Wave of Club competitions, which you guys alerted me to, is it better to wait for second edition or is first edition more valuable? Now, this question strikes me as kind of like an air of confusion around it. 
Yeah, so second edition doesn't necessarily exist. Now, does second edition mean flagship? Or I does presume it mean that's Chrome? what they are. Uh, first edition definitely better than second edition in that case, because first edition is lower print run, is first edition, you know, sounds like it should be more, you know, yeah. first edition, lower print run. And because it's lower print run, the hits, the hits, the hits are more likely. Yeah. But I would say second edition, quote unquote, harder to hit. But are we calling flagship second edition? We are. We're now officially calling that second right. edition. We, we've. Sounds better than flagship. Flagship, yeah. So second edition, um, aka flagship, is going to have different hits in it. I believe mm. we're going to have maybe a stronger auto checklist, maybe blah blah blah. Obviously, less likely to get it because there's more production on it. Yeah, um, and it's going to be a cheaper access point. Mm-hmm. So that could be fun. More widely available. Yeah, but like, would I say wait for that? I think overall, first edition is underrated. Um, I think if they made first edition a Chromebox, it would be one of the sets of the year. Mm. Um, but it's paper whatever that's how they do it um, but I do think it's underrated I think it's good I don't necessarily it depends what you're looking for I suppose I don't know I, I personally I don't think the price on first edition is crazy enough to not be buying it Um, over second edition I think if you bought an equivalent amount of boxes of second edition that the price of a first edition box I love how by the way I love how much you've taken second edition in your stride listen let's say second edition 70 quid for example and first edition you get it for 210 yeah. 250 maybe it does, you know we'll push first edition up to 280 <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll say it's 70 euro a box for second edition so yeah. you can get four boxes of second edition for <laughs> every one box of first edition right I think <laughs> first edition would be my preference <laughs> okay I think that's a fair enough answer and uh, I don't think Istanbul cards can ask uh, for much more than that for much more than that alright this one is from uh, Mark Mark asks, what are the biggest threats and biggest positive opportunities for the hobby? And what can companies and people in general do to get more people into the hobby? So what are we thinking in terms of threats and opportunities? Can you do a little SWOT analysis of the hobby? Threats are scary. And um, What's a threat at a hobby? So we need threats, opportunities, and what can we all be doing to, to grow the hobby? And just If you just answer in two or three minutes, um, Fanatics will... Uh, be listening i think the biggest threat in the hobby mm. is um overprinting but that can be easily rectified by themselves no i know but i just think <laughs> i think nfts are the biggest stretch you think <laughs> nfts the biggest threat of the hobby no not really that never really materialized did it no i mean it's in the mix still but in terms of like it turned I, out that this like 100 year old hobby couldn't be uh completely destroyed by six months worth of hype not yet not yet no, I think, I think they'll, they'll be hand in hand I do, I, do. Mm. Um, I don't really know threat. I think overprinting you're, you're on the money yeah I just I think like if, if it if things are overprinted and the boxes basically the expected value of the box keep, keeps going down and down and down that's a threat that's a threat because people then like it's a it's a secondary market driven hobby you have to be able to do something with the cards if you want to you, know, you can collect them if you want to but you have to be able to do something if you want to and so if the companies basically set up all of the games so that the house always wins all the time um, then that's not gonna people will just walk away what are the biggest opportunities for the hobby soccer cards people soccer cards I think I genuinely do think that they're super underrated still yeah um, and we get reminded of that every few years every few months um, I think there's huge opportunities in this space. Obviously, we're biased. Mm-hmm. Um, other opportunities... It's not called Other Cards United. There you go. But I'm trying to think other opportunities in the hobby. I mean, vintage is obviously huge across the board, I would say. Uh, other opportunities. I think maybe like new fields, new sports, new kind of land. Like You never know. Like you Think of F1. Like They brought F1 licenses in. And that actually brought a lot of people into the hobby that weren't necessarily in the hobby. So mm. maybe a lot of F1 fans are like, what are F1 cards? dig into that and they're like oh, I'm actually a big Liverpool fan is there any Steven Gerrard cards and then yeah. you know so I think bigger, biggest opportunity is just how the companies are growing um, that's where I'd probably give Fanatics a lot of credit the licenses they've been bringing in mm. to kind of plan you know when they want to do cultural cards and different things outside of sports that's an opportunity um, which you know if you have low print run cards rookies vintage etc the opportunity is that more people come in more awareness comes to it like the Netflix show coming out with, with Ken Golden Um that you know your quote unquote your bags will be pumped because when the demand goes in and you have stuff with low supply hey hey that's when it that's when it all kicks off here's one here's one right so Mark also asked what can companies and people in general do to get more into the hobby companies I was, can market companies can market now that's just something that um, 
traditionally card manufacturers all they do is market to us collectors who are already collecting mm. and one thing they could do would be to market to people who haven't collected and explain to them what they're missing out on and what can people do they can create a podcast they can create content they can host card shows they can attend card shows they can tell their friends about stuff they can post a few things they can just engage and have fun in the hobby can yeah. i make a suggestion yeah yeah, do i think it would be useful if when you post a card of a footballer tag that footballer's account mm. in the post wow. because a lot of footballers don't manage their accounts themselves or, and so like they're managed by media agencies who report to the footballer's agent so if you're like i don't know luca modridge's people and you see that there's been like a 50 percent uptick in these weird tags where it's like pictures of him on cards you're more likely to go like what's this what are all these are we getting a piece of this are we in are we you know like i think if we and this goes to the company as well like just try and be a bit less insular remember there are lots of people out there who don't know what this is and just bring them in like it's okay you don't have to know exactly what a tops chrome card is if you're robin van piercy hmm. if you're tagged in a in a post you don't have to look at it and go i don't know what that is you, you might look and go oh look at that that's cool that's me that's me that's me there and who knows where that leads smart and it costs you nothing and it takes no extra time yeah and if you're lucky the person might put it on their story and then you yeah. get a bit of exposure you get a bit of exposure and then you're feeling that dopamine hit mm. your life doesn't change in any material oh, you'll feel way, special for a while but you'll feel special for a while yeah sure like, like it's a valentine's day mm. it's a good suggestion Jason I like that that was very practical well I'm all about practical tips he's a practical for man for the average collector for the average guy um, M. Fogarty says AC Milan Dark Horses for the UCL I wouldn't call the favourites of the competition Dark Horses. I wouldn't call a club with such amazing heritage of competition Dark Horses. We're going to win it. That's so. all I have to say about that. I think Napoli, we showed them what they're gonna do, we're going to do to them. Osamen can help them. I think Real Madrid, although they're the biggest rivals we have in the competition, they're going to get Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard did. Yep. Do you know? That, that's how I see it happening. It's very clean. It's a very clean run to the final for us. We're going to win. Yeah. Rafael Liao, best in the business. Okay. Uh... M. Fogarty also asked PSG and Messi. Looks like PSG and That's Messi some question, by the way. Ways. PSG and Messi. Yep, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Messi's the best in the business, apart from Rafael Liao. There's no, no one else better. He's the left foot with Rafael Liao, they say. Mm. Um, yeah. He doesn't see. I don't know. Hopefully, he's not going to the Saudi League um, for 500 billion a year. Although, I would definitely do that if I got that offer. Mm-hmm. Um, a return to Barcelona would be very beautiful, very magical. Jason. Yeah. I've, I heard a funny story the other day that. Uh, the senior Barcelona players in the dressing room are want Messi to know that if he does come back he'll need to adjust to how the power structures have changed since he's been gone so I believe the sentence I read was um, players including uh, Ter Stegen and Sergio Roberto would expect Leo Messi to honour the existing leadership structure within the dressing room where it was he to come back and that just made me laugh and laugh and laugh because of course he wouldn't that's what like Ronald Coleman told him uh, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, for those you've been listening for years, for uh, years that's bad. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Sean has a question. He says, "What are ways you do prospecting in soccer to stay? What? How do you do prospecting in soccer to stay on top of the up and coming rookies? Well, you listen, Soccer United. That's that's rule number one. Or we have a look at Soccer United's new reels, the reel of the day. Yeah, every day. Uh, most days. Most days. <laughs> that's the, that should be on your gravestone. <laughs> most days." <laughs> Every day question mark most days question mark that's great 1996 to you know whatever uh, can we actually yeah go back to my trip to Manchester sure Jason I was on the airplane right yeah this actually, or fro. Right, uh, coming back right so yeah. coming back I'm an hour delayed it, it's a complete shambles I see like I'm walking it, it kept saying that like at 9 o'clock my, my flight was 20 past 10 it kept saying at 9 o'clock it was going to tell me my gate info right at 9 o'clock it's half 9 it still just keeps telling me to relax I've never seen a, an airport thing it's like gate and it just says relax yeah you know, oh, it actually said relax. Yeah, it says relax. Literally, it just says relax. Wow. Right? Then it then like if you look at it long enough, the relax changes into gate info at nine. It was half nine. They're telling me to relax. I'm not very relaxed. They're telling me my gate info was half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. The first time, as soon as it, by the way, got to ten o'clock, twenty past ten. Literally got to the time the flight's meant to leave, and then over the aircom it goes, flight from Manchester to Dublin. Final call. Gate forty nine. That was the first time anyone had ever told us it was gate forty nine. Oh. So it was a disaster. Right? Complete shit show. That. Yeah. We went down. There was a flight at like nine o'clock meant to go or eight, 8 o'clock meant to go to Shannon and all the people were lined up for it like 3 hours later and I was like freaking out right mm. 
Then it goes, there was one woman, eventually they're letting us go onto the plane, right? At like 11. Yeah. And it was only one woman doing the boarding pass and the, the passport check, right? Mm-hmm. Normally it's always two, right? Usually, yeah. So there's only one. She's under a lot of pressure. And this is, and I, I can I say, hey, first of all, this is a Manchester airport problem. Should have had two people. But when I tell you this girl didn't look at a single passport. Mm. Not, that shouldn't happen, right? So she was just taking, she's taking her phone, scanned the boarding pass. Passport was closed. She was like, yeah, go, go, right? I understand she's stressed out, but you yeah. shouldn't just let anyone on the plane, right? So that was scary. But mm. then on the plane, and this is something that actually happens on almost every flight I've been on. At the start, they're like, this is a plane to Dublin. Yeah. If this is not your plane, please, like, get out. I'm like, that shouldn't be possible. Yeah. If this is my plane, you shouldn't have let me on it. How, yeah. how, did, how did I get through to this point where I'm on this plane? Well, because someone's out there not checking passports they might as well not be checking boarding passes it's awful isn't it it's terrible I was like I was like, that actually, they always say that if this isn't your plane like if this isn't you should be preventing that from even happening and you would like one day someone to just stand up and go oh no no I'd like I'd like for them to be just more professional to a point where everyone on the plane is accounted for yeah fair enough bit of plane safety plane safety sorry Jason I wanted that simple plane safety <sighs> mental back to the question at hand back to the question Will we ever see a World Cup Prism card become the card for a player similar to Mbappe's 2018 Prism being known as his, as his most popular rookie card? Are these questions linked or not? I'm going to say for the first one, just listen to Soccer United and watch our near daily Instagram reels. Um, or YouTube Shorts also presented as. Oh, um, but will we ever see a World Cup Prism card? I think the problem is that now, like a Julian Alvarez type, yeah. you're, you're catching them We're catching them so early. Way in advance. Or you're you're too late. You know, like mm. Enzo Fernandez, I don't think has a yeah has the time perfectly. Has the time perfectly, yeah. And so you need to have someone who's well known enough that they're gonna get called up to the World Cup and get put in World Cup prism, but not well known enough to have yet had a card. Yeah, difficult. Black Very happen. difficult. Could happen. Um, it's exciting. I also feel like certain World Cup prism rookies are just even though there's other rookie cards, they're kind of getting the respect over them because it is World Cup prism. Yeah. Like, I mean, how would you feel like like two or many? Yeah. His work of Prism cards did really well. People liked him, but I, I prefer the Merlin Chrome because he's in a Monaco kit and it's just really cool. Yeah. But people I, love it. I think every, like, sometimes products are going to have, like, like Kavara this year, say, for the Serie A products. Sometimes it's going to fall, when you have so many products, sometimes like, it's just going to fall that, like, one player for this one product that is one year is only going to have this. And that's part of the magic. Yeah. That's why we love the game. That's what makes Serie A select such a set this year. Yeah. All right. This is from Archie. Okay. It's on the Archie. It, it is the Archie, yeah. Well, there we go. Thoughts on the tops on-demand sets versus scheduled releases. Should I buy the on-demand sets when they come out or save my money and wait for sets like Chrome, Stadium Club and Merlin? That's a really good and really tough question to answer. I think almost anyone who bought Deco this year probably did really, really well. It was an unbelievable set with an unbelievable checklist. Yeah. I think it's actually a really good set for someone just, just starting. Starting out, yeah. You know, if you buy a box of Tops Chrome, it's very likely you spend 100 quid, 150 quid, and get a bad auto and don't really get anything in it. And you're like, what just happened? Mm. Like, if you you know, if you know took 100 new people to the hobby and they all bought, you know, 200, right? 100 of them buy Tops Chrome for the first time. 100 of them buy Deco. I think there's going to be more happiness stories and success stories in the Deco 100 than there is yes. in the Chrome 100 and which one of those is going to result in people staying in the hobby and getting involved and getting educated mm. so like which one should you do kind of depends on what you're doing if you're going tops Chrome you're looking for a low numbered rookie is there a specific rookie you're looking for this year you know if Haaland's rookie year had lots of on demand sets which kind of did not really but kind of did I had a few yeah but like his tops Chrome Bundesliga is the go to yeah do you know what I mean so it's like higher risk higher reward in chrome if there's a good chase but some of the on-demand sets if you really dig through the checklist and dig through the numbers are very i would say op and underpriced mm. for what they are you know so yeah i think you, you you can buy the on-demand sets as you go and be in a better position then because like you say you save up your money say you like so you you could buy maybe two or three on-demand sets but instead you wait and you buy a box of chrome or finest or something yeah like in terms of just the odds you've you've put all your eggs in one basket whereas if you get like say two losses and a win on the on-demand set it's better than opening just a, a bum box of chrome and now on-demand, on-demand, uh, on-demand sets I think have higher uh, value per box um, 
but I think the capped value is a lot lower. Yes. If you get a one-on-one in the on-demand set, it's not as special as a Chrome one-on-one. Agreed. Do you know? But you're more likely to hit a big auto in an on-demand set that'll cover the cost of the box. As we shown when we opened our Simplicidad, oh, which yeah. we, we picked that up for 85 euro, and we got the Kaka auto, which is worth 100, 200. Do you know? Yeah. Here you go. Here's Alex. When or if do you think Haaland will get to 60 goals in a season across all competitions? And do you see a preference in the hobby for his Salzburg kit rookies or BVB? Are we starting to see any clarification on that at all? Well, we saw a PSA tweet recently. Yeah, yeah. I got hyped about that, Jason. So um, we're starting to see Salzburg coming out on top in terms of his rookies. Um, when do we think he'll get to 60 goals in a season? I'd, I wouldn't say coming out on top. I'd say more so getting respect. Getting respect. If we looked at the numbers, the Bundesliga one is way higher still. Mm. So I don't well, want to say it's maybe. getting noticed. People are pointing it out. Right. Starting because I, I just feel like it's so wrong. If your your rookie card with the most respect should be the first team that you play because surely you had your breakout rookie moment for the team before the team you moved to. You did. That's what I'm saying. So why does the team he moved to get more respect? It doesn't really make sense. Well, people might say better products. No, that's true. It's Bundesliga Chrome. It's Tops Chrome. It's Tops Chrome. Do you know? Sorry, Tops Chrome. As far as how many goals, he's on 28 Premier League goals this season. I don't know how many he has outside of it, but I feel like he had like 14 at the Champions League or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, could he do it this year, Jason? Maybe not, maybe. Maybe not. Um, don't know. Don't know. I think if he beats the Premier League single season record this year, that would be huge. That'd be enough, I would say, for this year. We call it a good day's work and it's a good year. come back next how many does it need to be 34 is it I can't remember do you know I can't remember right that's all the Twitter questions okay oh my god so now we can go on to Instagram questions and we're going to start off 34 Alan Shearer for Blackburn Rovers brilliant when they won the league I think so Stocksbridge Cards on Instagram asks what do you think about Fanatics acquiring EPI I worked with them EPI for many years as part of a team developing their e-commerce when they manage different number of clubs including Juve, Milan, Inter, Fiorentina and Roma and the fanatic shadow was always there in one way or another personally I'm surprised by the acquisition happening now um, oh, I'm surprised it only happened now as it makes perfect sense for both uh, both for licenses and retail presence so for anyone who doesn't know what this is um, fanatics uh, have just bought EPI, who are a Italian sports merchandise company that operates the official online and retail stores of several Italian football clubs and international sports brands. So basically, they're fanatics in Italy, mm. um, and fanatics. Fanatico. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, the DLC has fanatics strengthened its presence across Europe and involved many of the world's best clubs and countries, including PSG, Man U, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid. Uh, the FA in England, the DFB in Germany, and UEFA. Um, Doug Mack, who is the... All the Fanatics guys great names. Doug Mack. Uh, he's the Commerce CEO and Fanatics Vice Chairman. He said, I'm thrilled to welcome Lorenzo and the EPI team to Fanatics. We share an entrepreneurial mindset, a passion for delighting sports fans, and a love for innovating for sports teams and leagues with major an exciting future together. By combining EPI's local expertise and relationships in Italy with Fanatics' leading-edge capabilities in global reach, we are excited to accelerate business for EPI's current partners while further advancing our unrivaled offering for new global partners ahead. Fanatics coming to Europe in a big way and surely Fanatics trading cards will follow. Yep. Or Fanatics collectibles or whatever it's called. I think it's a good sign. It's a good sign for European products uh, from Fanatics and it's also a good sign for maybe soccer products from Fanatics to be buying up these huge soccer club uh, merchandise online things. Yeah. Um, so I don't hate it I guess it's part of the Fanatics takeover of, of collectibles sport collectibles period I suppose if we want the companies to reach out to people who are in other areas of sports merchandise mm. then it's helpful if one company owns everything <laughs> kind of Monopoly is very efficient yeah saying. it's very efficient because it's like now they can just we hey I noticed you bought a Fiorentina hoodie would you like a box of Fiorentina chrome you know Fiorentina Chrome just for example no not to that and it's like when they're in the meetings with Fiorentina they can be like yeah. oh yeah yeah that hoodie's grand check oh by the way um, we have these cards do you want to get your players to sign a few autographs yeah yeah, yeah. I'll get Pillow on that synergy now. synergy people vertical integration one meeting instead of four it's great yeah. I don't know Fanatics are mad I love, I love how how kind of gangster they are yes they're uh, they know what they're doing very very hungry they're strategic 
Mad City Collector. I know you guys are the obscure prospect goats. That's us. Are you aware of Tiago Almada and his recent ascension and hobby popularity? Full disclosure, I started collecting him months ago. Oof. Yes, we are aware of Tiago Almada. He's a very good midfielder. Um, I believe he came from Vélez Sarsfield in Argentina, up there at the Atlanta United. Another top quality Atlanta United player, you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to tell right now with the MLS. You know, he's he's running the show. Um, but where does he go from here? You know, he comes to Europe. Where does he fit in? I think in a lot of people's minds, he would fit in at a top European club. Top, top European club. That might not be the case, is it? I think that might not be the case. Because, like, Almiron was great for Atlanta United, and he, he just kind of... He's been in and out for Newcastle. He's been grand for Newcastle. Yeah. You know, Brendan Aronson was great uh, for Red Bull. Was it Red Bull? Yeah. Or, no, where was he? Was it not the New York Red Bulls? And his brother plays for Philadelphia. But he not moved to Salzburg. It was Red Bull to Red Bull, wasn't that? Red Bull to Red Bull. Was that not? Yeah, his, his brother plays for Philadelphia. Did you yeah, say? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, well, Paxton. now he plays for Frankfurt, but he did play yes, for Frankfurt. But that's what I'm saying. I think, and then Pepe as well moved over. Like, I don't yeah. think Thiago Amado's great, Grand, he's fine, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be world class in, in the European mm. League. But he could be. Someone's going to be eventually. I think that's the fun thing. I think buying, I think I've said it many times. I said it on the uh, Sports Card nonsense. nonsense. I said, if you just keep buying MLS Chrome year after year, one of the years you're going to strike gold. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. You're going to have a Ballon d'Or winner coming out of MLS at some point. At some point. Uh, Man City Collector also asked, what changes have you seen in the collecting habits in Europe since the sports card boom, if any? What What are Europeans doing now that they weren't doing before? Uh, they're grading. They're grading. They're yeah. grading. They're going to card shows. Um, they're buying hobby boxes. Buying hobby boxes. They're getting into it. They're getting into it. I would say grading is probably one of the biggest things. They're finally doing it. They're finding, you know, PSA is obviously coming... Uh, grading companies and PSA and etc are coming to Europe more and more you're seeing people talk about golden auctions you're seeing people talk about PWCC you're seeing a lot more on eBay you're seeing more card shows collectibles people are finding their space in the hobby I think it's just maturing the way we kind of it's it's, it's kind of shocking it's maturing kind of exactly how we thought it might mm. but it's actually happening Yeah, I don't think there's anything that has surprised us I mean the other, like the pace of it has surprised us in terms of card shows being everywhere mm. like you're seeing a Leo card show Paris you're seeing Northwest, you're seeing London, you're seeing Manchester, like they're they're, they're going everywhere. There's so many of them, so fast. Yeah, yeah, because the appetite is there, which is great. So that that's the one thing that surprises me in the pace of European card shows happening and how well they're kind of being executed. Yeah, um, grading probably still has a long way to go, but people are doing it. Um, there's yeah. European grading companies popping up. European grading and companies being, and, and, and being successful and being successful. And there's like other podcasts, you know, in different languages because Europe is so language segmented. So there's some things you can't even fully keep an eye on. But yeah, Europe is, is doing exactly what you need it to do. And it's going to be very beneficial for anyone holding the older school products. And, and it's going to just be fun for the new stuff. When, when there's a big, big, big rookie that really kind of captures a nation's um, attention. Yeah. Maybe a huge Spanish player. You know, the, ne- the next generation of holy shit player people keep saying like why doesn't Benzema get the, the hobby love and da, 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 da. why don't midfielders get hobby love Jason look at the fucking numbers sorry for cursing look at the numbers Jude Bellingham rookies are doing why is that happening because Jude Bellingham is the most incredible man we've ever seen no it's happening because his rookies are tops chrome one of ones mm. that never used to happen that happens now we're, we're, we're experiencing a cycle two of many's rookies are Merlin one of ones do you know what I mean yeah, like people don't understand if Modric had a one of one now after the career he's had that one of one that people would have had back in like 20, 2008 or that uh, maybe it might have been like a, a Premier League or Premier League Prism Spurs or Dinamo Kiev Champions League I don't even know where he was at what he was doing I don't know what he was doing but what I'm saying is the next generation of these legends yeah. in every position are going to have premium products and, and they're, they're going to have one of ones they're going to have rookie autos going to have rookie patch autos they're going to have all this stuff and I just think that like the European hobby is going to really love that when you, when you see like maybe even like Marcus Rashford and I know he has some some decent rookies but like the likes of that where like all of the Man United fan base are crazy about this they they love him he's one of their own da 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 same with Phil Foden Marcus Rashford is one of our own you yeah. have the rookie logo on it you have the one of one it's gonna just become a whole thing that's what I think I think we're getting there very good just b- building on that what do you think of Luka Modric's market long term I think it's gonna be he's the greatest Croatian player ever. One of the greatest players ever, greatest midfielders. Yeah. So, um, good, safe but, but not dramatic. Yeah, safe and not dramatic. His rookie is still, you know, I think a card on sticker from two thousand eight Euros. Um, mm-hmm. that can only go so high. He's got prisms, I mean? but you know, I mean, 
He has some beautiful cards. The high-end cards for him are going to be good. On yeah. Carlos, flawless or whatever, um, are going to be great. Stuff in his creation kit and Real Madrid kits are going to do really well. So um, fine, but I don't, I don't think I don't think one day it's not going to go from a hundred to two thousand. No, overnight. I don't think so. Uh, right, sports cards KD. As teams can only buy and sell in the transfer room to keep the league competition fair, should the same rule apply to sacking and hiring? This is just a football question. Uh-huh. Sacking and hiring a new manager, i.e., should teams only be able to change managers once and during, or only be able to change managers during transfer windows? Would that be a good rule to bring in? And we're seeing this in in, uh, in the Premier League, an unprecedented level of managerial Mary shuffling. Do you think there needs to be some sort of control put on this? I like that as an idea. Yeah, I think. Um as we found out with, with players you can't play for three different you can't change club you can't register yourself three times in a yeah. year it's weird like you see Chelsea I think they sacked two it's the third manager for this season maybe. yeah that's weird you'd like to put a cap on it but at the same time I don't know like you, you see so much, such a big change sometimes when new managers come in it'd be kind of mm. sad if you had to limit that to a transfer window Um, but I do kind of understand it why should you be allowed bring in a brand new world class manager maybe you're fighting a relegation why, why you shouldn't be allowed to bring in Big Sam it's kind of a cheat code yeah, yeah, You're technically yeah. spending money to stay cheat up. code unlocked. Big Sam. Big Sam cheat code unlocked. You know, put him up from boom. So I don't know, it's, it's a good idea. Like You it's need to idea. be more professional, you need to put more thought into it. You can't just chop and change your managers as, as you please. I like that. That would I think that would kind of like um, slow the game down a little bit. Maybe people you know, have to like just sit there and think a figure, figure this out. Don't just go and get him. He won't know. Yeah. We're stopping him or trying to figure it out. That's a good idea. Thank it's, you, Sports yeah, Card Interesting. Uh, Japan sports cards with all the different parallels in modern sets what are some that you actually like parallels in modern sets what parallels do you like I, I, I like this one these are electric uh, uh, what are they called electric etch is that what they call it in, yeah. in a, a we are big stadium fans club. we're big fans in this studio of fusions we love fusions we love fusions. fusions top's finest fusions I really love the design maybe this doesn't count but I love the design of the Bundesliga finest last year all of those parallels were really sick yeah especially the black one which wasn't a one one the black one wasn't one one but it was really really cool I love a gold prism oh, we all love a gold prism Jason yeah um, I'm trying to think of World Cup prism I like the nebulas I like the choice choice those, the hoop circle things yeah um, I tell you what I have a fondness for mosaic parallels Mm. mosaic parallels look really good you like full colour parallels I like a full colour parallel that's my thing that's your thing that's my yeah you know Jason he loves full colour parallel he can't get enough of full colour parallels this guy you know I also I thought um, the SPFL chrome with the kind of uh, that's what I was just gonna yeah I I only have base cards when I feel SPFL chrome here beside me and um, because all of the parallels are in uh, that box, over would there. you like this box? No, 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 no. Okay, doesn't matter. But um, doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, doesn't the matter. parallels, Messi, FL, Chrome, mm. uh, lots of different stuff. Tim Marion, my God, we got to put this on our pin tweet or something. Is there a best time of the year to sell, or does it depend more on what players are doing? Sell your cards at the peak of the action in the season if they're still involved. If they're still involved. If they're, so like, generally May is the best time to sell your. Soccer card. I love the obsidian red blood. The bl- oh, red the flood. floods. The floods. Yeah. Come on. I, I just had. Oh, I just had one of them. I, I can't believe I tidied. The... Grow up, Jason. Oh, I can't. I'm not gonna go over there and get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna go over undignified. There, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if your player like, if your player is hitting a local peak, like if he scored six goals in five games or something, mm. and you want to sell, sell. But generally, um, if it's a Champions League player... Cracked ice parallels, by the way. Cracked ice parallels. I'm just looking through our Instagram feed at different yeah. parallels that I, sure. I really enjoy. Um, oh, Snap It's More asks, Will Lassina Traore transfer out of Ukraine this summer or do you think he'll stay? My God, I hope for his own sake uh, that he does. He's done a very... Um, shacked out. He's had a terrible leg break last Traore. I believe had a terrible leg break or something in a Champions League game for Shakhtar or UEFA Europa League game and Shakhtar looked after him after his injury and I think he's then by the time he came back to fitness um, the war was raging so he stayed Mm. Um, but I would say because he scored a few goals this season I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave but I wouldn't be um, betting on it either way 
Psionica asks this. This is kind of a, a, an interesting question, Enzo, philosophically. Okay. I'm big on Vinicius Jr. Why should I stay big on him compared to the new hotness of Jude, Gavi, Haaland, Saka, etc.? When do you start drifting away from the future from a few years ago, even though he is still young? Do you have any comparables in the past that were hot, but then not? Not saying he isn't going to be great, but he isn't rocketing up like these others seem to be. He is. That's, that's good. He's he's been playing unbelievably well. I yeah. Think having an optic rookie is class. Yeah. Um, I think Hazard's a good example. Yeah. Uh, of someone who was very very hot until they weren't, but that was injuries, and leaving Chelsea and whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I'm to be honest. I'd say Vinny is doing a lot of crazy stuff that people aren't actually giving him credit for. People on podcasts like this don't necessarily sing his praises week in week out when he is doing craziness. Yeah. Um, he he's become more vocal as well on like racial issues and stuff like that injustices I think he's really maturing as an individual yeah wants to be reaching a, a leadership position that's in what the, I'm saying he's really team. maturing yeah in, in a really good way so I'd be surprised I'm surprised that you're you know maybe if you're sitting on your your uh, rookies of him from Optic and you know rated rookie Don Ross etc but they're not necessarily flying up the way Jude because Jude, Jude really went crazy yeah um that's I would say that's just surprising information to me because it seems like he should be at maybe an all time high nearly with how how amazing and you know he scored the winner in the Champions League final last year. Um, I think like for Vinicius, like he's he's always going to be if he's at Real Madrid and he's playing if he maintains this level that he's at now, he's always going to be in and around the knockout stages of the Champions League. He's going to be you know playing in Clasicos and all that stuff. He's going to be with Brazil at major tournaments. So there's no real reason to. I don't think he's going to drop off a cliff anytime soon, unless he had a terrible injury or a terrible uh, downturn in form. But even then, you know, he's got so much natural talent and so much experience and such a good CV at this stage hmm. that I wouldn't worry about a, a couple of months where he was out of sorts. Um, and then when you look at like, there's always going to be other players to turn your head. You, you know, like you look at Jude or Gabby and Haaland and Saka, and you probably see their prices and you go oh yeah like look I wish I could be getting this for my cards but there's probably people who own Saka cards going why can't I sell these for the price you know what I mean like it's just kind of grass is always greener yeah don't be looking the other way if you're sitting on some nice vinnies be happy about just that. be happy with that yeah the vital cards says lads I wouldn't I think we've already actually kind of explained this today I would enjoy it if you provided your perspective and narrative of the careers of the following players now I don't know if we can undertake a challenge like this Robin Van Persie, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Arjen Robin, and Ian Wright. Then rate them as over slash under slash properly rated in the hobby. Thanks and keep up the good work. Well, this is more of an assignment than a question. And I haven't prepared. Give me the names of them again. Ibrahimovic, Van Zlatan, Persie. Robin, Ian Wright, and Van Persie. No, no. Oh, Ro- Robin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I never really see Robin cards anywhere and everywhere. Don't know what his rookie is. I'm sure it's some obscure sticker. Yeah. And never really seen many high-end cards of his. Yeah. Don't know if I've ever seen an autograph, but I'm sure they exist. I'll Google it while you're... I think uh, out of those four, Zlatan has the most hobby hype. Because he has a very obscure Malmo rookie sticker that actually does really big numbers because it is super rare. Yeah. So he gets the most respect, I think. And Van Persie has some beautiful premium cards and people do... Oh, yeah, the prisms. And the Chelsea kit, such a bizarre use of his autographs so yeah so you have prisms here we actually I think we had a Robin I think we got them on a London we show. did yeah we did I'm like I've never seen one in my life yeah. <laughs> so I was like one. I bought one off you you owned one Um, I think yeah Van Persie's probably second like Robin you need to see him for for either look at this yeah exactly you need that you need a, a, a Bayern Munich 2019-20 Obsidian that's beautiful Matrix material autograph for Robin one of ten you need him in a Bayern kit or a Dutch kit and then realistically you probably just need him in a Bayern kit because mm. um, I don't think getting to a World Cup final quite makes you a legend does it you need to win you need to win a trophy James. this is like a little poem they've written about uh, Robin here on the back of this card isn't it this always on the go 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 down the wing for Bayern Munich Robin much to the club's dismay eventually had to go on the bright side it was fun while it lasted the go-getter of a midfielder retired at the end of the 2019 after being part of eight Bundesliga topping sides with the Bavarians that was that was like a haiku at the start that was like a haiku it was crazy um, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of nice Robin cards I would say and that's without listen without really digging in I just they haven't come across my desk people uh, you want them kind of like Obsidian's a weird one to, like they're not as beautiful 
They can be, but a lot of the times they're not. Look at that tops now. PR of print row seventy five. Salah and yeah, uh, Robin. What's that? Two of the great wingers. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. Twenty eighteen prism. I feel like he must have a really nice card. I don't love the pr- okay. He has a select. He has a twenty fifteen select similar to our Van Persie select. Yeah, um, which is beautiful in his Dutch kit. His gold standard. Look at this for a for a patch. Yeah, but look at that. Look at his kit. Yeah, it's not right. They have to match. That's a disgrace. They have to match. If they don't match... They have to... He has a 2014 World Cup Prism all. Listen. That's news to me. And I feel like I knew that. I knew... There it is, yeah. It's only 175 quid. I have one here. No, that's dollars. I'm I'm on... Yeah, he has a lot of nice selects in his orange kits. Um, Yeah, not enough Bayern. He has a 2018 World Cup Prism as well. 67 quid by now. Oh, he has a dual autograph with uh, Kevin Stroop. That, that's one of the Panini darboards. <laughs> you love that, you love that. Um, yeah, he doesn't have enough beautiful cards, I would say. Oh, here's a beautiful one. 2018 Soccer Eminence. This is beautiful, Jason. Yeah. It's a dual autograph, 5 of 5, team, tandem. Uh, Robin Van Persie and Ian Robin, dual auto. A thing of a thing of beauty. How do I find that? Um, it's 2018-19 Panini Eminence. 2018-19. Panini Eminence. And what am I searching? Van Persie? Yeah, do Van Persie slash Robin. There Here we go. go. I found it. You're good. I found it on my own. I did it. Thanks for the help. And this is it here. Look at that. But I just think, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. That's beautiful. That's incredible. He doesn't have a lot of amazing cards. So I would put... I would go Zlatan. Yeah. Wait. Zlatan. Van Persie. I don't know much about Ian Wright's cards. I think Ian Wright has decent cards, and then I do Robin. Pretty sure Ian Wright does he? He must. But have is it any? Enzo, is it any coincidence that Zlatan is top of that list, and he happens to be the only one still playing? Ooh. Like you cannot. For me, you just can't underestimate that. Underestimate that. People aren't going back and and doing the looking at Ian Wright best goals compilations. Compilations. No, but. You know, people are like he's he's shown up more and more in in recent products, right? Like Ian Wright yeah, products yeah, yeah. are in depth. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans of the game, fans of the club, fans of Ian Wright are like, oh, class, and they value it. Same way we had like the Gary Lineker. Obviously, he's on TV and he's fairly famous, but like the Gary Lineker autographs do well. He's not currently playing. Yeah, and I I gave the Zlatan one. Like I don't even. I've never, Zlatan's never, a whole cultural. I've never even seen his autograph. I don't think. I think he signs anything for anyone. Um, he just has a really obscure rookie card that got respected. And he's also played in America. He's been on. He yeah, he's a huge American talk show. He's a global icon. He's like, a global icon. Um, the rest of them I just purely put down to having nice cards and not having nice cards. Uh, Ian Wright has some really nice seventeen, eighteen selects in an England kit. But again, what did he win for England? <laughs> There's a Zlatan's autograph apparently. Apparently. So I don't know. But like, ultimately, this comes down to the legends from the kind of lost era of. These are icons. These are amazing players. These would have so much more love and respect if they had true rookie cards that were numbered. And they yes, did. that's it. It's it's a thing. People are kind of confused by. It. We don't have that history of these premium cards. We're still in the early stage of it. We're gonna have the Robins and the Robin Van Persies of the future. Are gonna have these cards. They're gonna be Kareem Adiemi in in his you know whatever. They're gonna be Florian Verts. Where like those like the way they exist now, people aren't necessarily respecting them. Like how long did it take Robin to become a, an icon? It was long time it was when he blew up properly for a few seasons at Bayern like he had such yeah. a kind of stop start career at the start then he had an absolute tear and was one of the best wingers in, in world football for, for a few years him and Ribery he started in 2019 no 2009 2010 is when he really started going crazy and then obviously 2010 World Cup yeah there's there's players right now and you were laughing Jason when I said Kareem Adiemi and, and Florian Wirtz but I'm saying Modric was who for how many years I understand it's not linear I mean, that's exactly it's non-linear right now I think there probably is a really obscure rookie card with one of ones for a player that is going to be hot mm-hmm. in 3, 4, 5 years I in soccer put on a, our Twitter a clip from a Chelsea versus Basel Champions League match from years ago where De Bruyne comes on in the 88 minute for Chelsea's 22 or something and uh, in the same game a 21 year old Mohamed Salah scored for Basel and nobody cared cared about either of them and now look at them 
they're running the show imagine like if Salah had a Basel Champions League rookie one of one yeah be amazing yeah, and then he comes to Liverpool becomes an icon and then suddenly his cards go crazy so you never know you never know that you is the know. Instagram questions done and now finally all we have is the Instagram sticker questions so we're now going to go to oh actually hang on a second uh, yes here we are we have it right so first time Pace Rivers first time listener first time caller Enzo mentioned Diego Maradona rookies which one or ones is best Okay. Well, if you happen to stumble across a 1977 uh, disc in a, a good condition, you're in. You're in the money. <laughs> that'd be the best. Yeah, the 1977 discs. They are the ones. Essentially, you're going just purely by year, right? It's earliest, 1977. Earliest is best. There's 1978, but the 1977 crack football campionato disc uh, number 11, Diego Maradona. Um, yeah, in a PSA one, it costs you about 900 quid. Hmm. And I want one. Do you know? Do you know that way, Jason? So if you can get that disc, get that disc. PSA five, we're talking eight grand. You know, that that's that's the one, that's the go to. And um, once you move beyond that, there's some nineteen seventy eights. There's the and then you get the the Panini Calciatori, which is one we own two of, Jason. Considered a rookie, it's his first Panini. Mm. It's a beautiful, beautiful, iconic card sticker, whatever you want to call it. I know it is a sticker, but it's beautiful. Um I would say that's kind of your error. You have a few Argentino juniors cards there is a 1979 of that i believe where it's where it is a card let me just try pull that up it does one yeah so 1979 crack case millones de años soccer uh him in his red jersey you'll see him kind of standing like this and uh, just do 1979 maradona it'll pop up um in his red kit yeah oh yeah 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 this is the kind of stuff you're looking for people but yeah, the 1977 disc is the best one to go for. And then I would, I would pull that all the way up to the 1979 uh, Panini Calciatori just for the iconicness of being featured by Panini. And in 1978, there is a crack Campionato Mundial, which is kind of like pink background. Uh, I don't love that one. I don't love that one, but Jason, it's 1978. I have to respect it, but I don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but you need to respect it. It's there. It's in the mix. <laughs> But yeah, the 1977 is a standalone Maradona rookie because it's the first year he existed anywhere. I don't think any other 1977 exists, period. Mm. Uh, Locks cards. Now, this is... Yes. So, new versus raw versus PSA... New raw versus PSA 9 versus PSA 10 prices. I've seen a lot of raw cards go for more or the same as a PSA 9. Yeah, Raw should be worth more than PSA 9 if it's a brand new card, or PSA 10 should be worth more. If it's a brand new set coming out and you get a 9, that's basically a failure. Because there is no reason for it not to be a 10. No. It should, like, the reason the Raw go for more than 9 is because the Raw are being bought under the guise that it could be a 10. 10 would always, PSA 10 is always worth more than a Raw, but a Raw is sometimes worth more than a PSA 9 if it's if it's a modern card. Stabby Stacks asks, how much has Casemiro stabilised Manchester United? I was very disappointed that he had got sent off because I missed getting to see him play live today, or yesterday, a couple of days ago when I was at the Old Trafford. He helps the midfield tremendously. He does, but I took the liberty of looking up how many games he started in the Premier League. Hmm. He's only started 58% of the Premier League games this season. So when you play, you can play as well as you like, but you're only playing half the games getting sent off used to us oh do you know what I mean like uh, he's getting sent off he's getting yellow cards the whole time he's obviously he's be- they're better when he's there but I don't know I, I think he's doing a great job people love him fan favourite for sure people are surprised at how good he is which is mad which is the funniest thing he's, had a, he's won as many Champions Leagues as I've had hot dinners <laughs> Jesus is you alright I'm fine I just like salad uh, <laughs> FBB FPB card says do you think it would be a good think it would be a good think it would be good <laughs> to start uh, buying cards now and holding them for a couple of years Basic is a basic question never a bad time to buy cards depends what you're buying yeah I think if we take this question as is modern like is the wax that's going to come out this it- year worth holding for a couple of years will it drastically increase in value I don't think so depends what wax it is you're telling me Serie A Select isn't going to potentially be an absolute banger. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm well, then what are you saying? Speaking in general. Well, I think there's opportunity to buy. I think it's a buyer's market at the moment. That's what I would say. Yeah. Especially, like, if you go back, like, 
there's people out there like even the Jude Bellingham I think the boxes of Chrome that have Jude Bellingham Bundesliga Chrome that have Jude Bellingham's rookie in it yeah are not expensive they're not no I can tell you that relatively to what they should be yeah and I would also go as far as to say the same thing about the Champions League Chrome of that year that I think is still sitting around about the price it came out at now that came out disgraceful disgraceful that came out at a crazy price I think like 350 yeah uh, the print one was huge on it when you open that you see so many colours with no numbers attached to it that it's just it's, it's insane yeah, you're seeing bubbles you're seeing but the reality is this is my conspiracy theory that is actually not a conspiracy theory it's more so of an observation the reality is Tops were about to go public they, they had gone public they were about to sell their company before um, Michael Rubin came in and got yeah, the, whole, got the whole operation Yeah, but they were going to do that so they upped the print run for all of their stuff to up the numbers so they could up the overall sale value in that year so yeah it just so happened that they, I think the fact that they printed that so much and yet the box is still at the same price that it came out as mm. is a testament to the rookie class and people don't understand that and I think as time goes on as time progresses as time progresses that box will only get more desirable because it will be less and um, there'll be less of them out there you know yeah that depends again on the, the success of the rookies at the minute they've been very successful but how successful do you need them to be you only really have Musiala Jude Camavinga that are really going crazy crazy mm. Anthony you know I mean there's Pedri, a, Pedri Pedri sorry yeah so I think Champions League Chrome if you're talking about buying it and waiting a couple of years I think that one will eventually balance itself out I think that's actually a supply demand dynamic that the supply demand is there just the supply is so big it's so big and yeah I don't know now of course it occurs to me that the question is just cards not boxes just cards I don't know why I've missed that but do you think it would be good to start buying cards now and holding them for a couple of years obviously it depends on what cards depends, depends that's completely like you could buy you could buy Mukoku and he could go on to become Messi in a few years how long is a piece of string um, yeah it's, it's a very uh, obscure question we can't really answer it Jason. struggling to answer that but I will I say I think it's a buyer's market I think there's opportunity in the market if you're if you're struggling to figure out a strategy we did a whole beginner's guide go and listen to that that didn't have a strategy involved but it, I think this question speaks to maybe someone new no. on the hobby or yeah okay you know oh another question from FPB cards how do you see the soccer hobby in Ireland in five to ten years it's gonna be crazy you know okay. that meme where it's like uh, this it, me or like the world if this hadn't happened then it's like a utopia mm. that kind of meme where like it's like flying cars and like garden buildings and all that stuff it's just gonna be brilliant it's I gonna be it. great it's growing every day we see that we're on, the ground. we're on the ground we're on the ground with that one it is growing day by day. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be very big. Actually, I do. I think it's going to be very, very big. So do I. There you go. Five to ten years. Can you imagine where it's going to be? <sighs> right. We just actually mentioned this, but who beyond Jude himself remains worth investing in from the Jude Pedri. class? Pedri. I am worried about Pedri. Because he plays too much. He plays way too much. Mm. But he's not going to play the kind of game that he gets to have the ball a lot and doesn't really not really they don't do that anymore not so much Camavinga he's turned into a great left back he's one of the best left backs in the world a couple of years time I personally think Musiala is undervalued but that's just because he's at Bayern so what's going to happen from here you know yeah, fair but like if Musiala was to like get a monster offer from some club mm. and you know I think Mukoku still has potential I'm not I'm not dead on him he has nice rookie cards I think if it's non-linear and he pops off in three years it's going to be a bit mad it's going to be a crazy yeah I like his rookie card for Bundesliga I think it looks really nice I think that helps mm -hmm. don't like his Champions League rookie but that, that is what it is Um, 1920 or 2020 I mean it's hard to know he's already at Real Madrid he's being deployed yeah. as a left back not great but still a great player who um, knows there's definitely more you do forget as well like when you but as we said, I, I personally think the best investment from that year is wax from that year. Yeah. Clever. Cle you know. The box. Be the uh, something, 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 something. Irish Card Collector 96. What's been your favorite pickup so far for your own collections this year? All I could think about was for your collection was the Kaka autograph. What about your Katie McCabe? Yes, Katie McCabe I really liked. Kaka, I mean that we hit that I don't know if that counts is that, is that a pickup that's why I had this whole conversation with myself I was like are, are hits pickups pick up the box open the box we had a late hit? I mean this is obviously last year we had a very late pickup of um, oh, what do you call him Antonio Di Natale oh yeah 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 that was yeah. beautiful but that was technically last year I mean if you're counting on 12 months as a year I don't know but um, there's also I mean we hit again this we hit it we didn't buy it we hit the uh, Carlo Ancelotti autograph Mm. I really like that yeah that was a great one there's definitely a few more I have them all kind of together what was the I don't remember I have a few bits also could we say could we say our second Hal Fusion 
We could do. That's not part of PC, is it? No, but it's certainly in the cloud. It makes us happy. Yeah. Puts a smile on our faces. Every time I see it, I get a big smile on my face. I mean, what about like the Ronaldo again? That was last year. The Salah. The Salah with the. Um, oh, yeah, the Cyrillic text. The Cyrillic Salah. That could be. That, that was a. That's one. That's a great one. That's one. The Haaland colour blast was, was a nice pick yeah. up. Nice timing of that before he went on to become the best player ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Loads. Hard to keep track. Hard to keep track. We should probably keep track. My favourite additions to the collections are the ones that Archie sent us in the post. I love the the pure love. That com- that comes in an autograph. I'm gonna try to pick it up. All right, like, there is an autograph version of that. Focus again, and I love it personally. There you go. Every so often, I try and convince my camera to focus on me and not the microphone. It considers the microphone to be a lot more interesting. Oh my god! I can't say I blame it. Right, that's it. We're that's back. Us. Are we back on Monday? Easter Monday? It depends if you're free. I am. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not at some sort of 1916 commemoration event, oh my god, um, I'll. Uh, be here in studio, right? Have a good weekend. John, my favorite, my favorite pickup for your PC this year, Jason. What's that? It's gonna be the one on one Evan Ferguson and whatever product he comes out in. There you go. There we go. All right. Happy Easter to all those who celebrate. Get any eggs. Mm-hmm.